Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today, we're discussing chapter 19 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Lion and the Serpent. First, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog, love Wizard Team, have a few extra galleons lying around? Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or just send us a cheering charm. Go to blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Um, and we have Wizard Team merch. You can head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. Um, if you buy something and then it comes in the mail and you get it, let us know. Take a picture. Show, uh, take a picture on Twitter. Take a picture and then post it on Twitter. Or yeah. Facebook, or wherever you are, so we can see this. We'd love to see you glow and up. And celebrate. Um, so if you also want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or if you've supported us with your funds but also want to go the extra mile, you can rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are, wherever you find your podcast. Um, and subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. Um, so if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe, and you can do that at blackgirlscreate.org. And now, Wizard Team News. Fantastic Beasts, the name of Fantastic Beasts 2 has been announced, and it is called Fantastic Beasts, colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Do we want to do this, um, or do we just want to go, yeah, that's a thing, it's real, let's move on? I mean, I, we want to do it. Okay. What's I don't the want The Crimes of Grindelwald. I want some Fantastic Beasts. I want a Fantastic Beast and where to find them, two Fantastic, two Beasts. I don't care about Grindelwald. I definitely don't care about Grindelwald if it's freaking Johnny Depp and not Colin Farrell. And he's a domestic abuser playing a domestic abuser. We know this story. We've seen this story. Been there, done that. Let's move on. This is stupid. Recast him yesterday. And also, I don't want a goddamn prequel. Yeah, I'm I'm just interested in where the Fantastic Beasts Not a goddamn beast to um, be seen. I'm just I'm also like I was talking to somebody about it and I was like, yeah, the second one and they were like, There's gonna be another one and I was like, There's gonna be five. Five whole movies. It's just it's just unnecessary and I don't know. I wish to go back to the days where we were really excited about this. Yeah. And, you know, before uh, Magic in North America came out, like, we're going to get all this. Another thing I just, just realized, we're going to get all this, like, Pottermore content beforehand, and it's going to be black sauce. It's going to be un- completely unnecessary. I also think the other, like, thing that makes me so upset about this is, yes, we're going to get five movies. We already talked about how she's getting our money regardless, so it's like we're being held up, like... With a gun to our head. I don't know. Because... I, I don't know. I'm just saying I have to go see these movies because of the podcast. Because I literally have not seen Fantastic Beasts again. And I... 
think the thing that makes me just really, really upset Mm. is that, like, there are all of those things, right? Like, valid criticisms of the movie that we can't even really have because Johnny Depp is in the Wizarding World. And it's not okay. Like, if you at least recast Grindelwald, then we can talk about the fact that we don't want Grindelwald. (laughs) We don't want a young Dumbledore. We want Fantastic. We want Beast. We want the Marauders Although, if Jude we're gonna Law do can anything. Rock a beard, I will Jude say. Law, I mean, I mean, actually, I mean, one of was... the best commentaries I heard about it was that you're we're supposed to believe that a young Dumbledore looking like that is gonna go for a Grindelwald looking like that, looking like that, fam, looking How? like that. Like, I know what we're Potterheads. We are, like, above... No, I'm sorry. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're not no, that's judging the other thing, by the right? content because of their like, character, not will... their appearance, and all of that nonsense. But his no, content uh-uh. of his character no. is trash, no. and his appearance I'm is sorry. trash? Can we, can we just talk about, like, what Grindelwald looked like in um, the Harry Potter movies? And, like, how do you get from that to, to that. whatever the fuck Johnny Depp is doing with his makeup? He ain't got. He got all this powder on his face. He done bleached his hair for what? Why? I'm no. It's a no for me. <laughs> the whole thing is a no. The whole like they didn't get anything right. There's a girl sitting next to Credence, which first of all, like, why is Credence there in the thing? Like you just and how I thought he like blew you up. Just, no, he ended up on the boat at the end of the movie. But like you just giving away that whole thing. Really. Wow, I totally thought he right. died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but also, I could have swore Credence was dead. But also, <laughs> no, he flew away on a boat. But um, the, the whole girl, gonna, the chick sitting right to next it, to Credence looks ju- like is channeling her best Bellatrix Lestrange. Like, she was mm-hmm. like, she probably has a bracelet on. It's like, what would Helda Bonham Carter do? Like, just... There is yeah. nothing original about this and Johnny Depp. And it's, like, just white on white on white as well, also. Also. Also and as In well. Addition. I mean, the Niffler, I want. The little bow truckle dude, I forgot his name, Percy, whatever. His name's not Percy. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was, because she can't have, she has no new ideas. Anyway. <laughs> The bow truckle, like what happened to the bow truckle? Let's let's get into that. Not, I didn't see not one yeah, I mean, damn beast probably. in that teaser. I mean, to be or fair, picture, whatever to be was. fair, the teaser was literally just a picture that they turned into a gif so that it could be like a moving picture. So it was literally just a picture. That's it. They just gave us the title and a photo. Um, so I'm like, I mean, our feelings aren't going to change. I will say that like there will probably be some beasts somewhere. Right, but if the if the like, name I of just your, feel like at the at the minimum, if the name of your series is fantastic. You know, beast, you can't even have one beast in the picture. Nope. You can't but have why? you can't have Newt holding the Niffler, or like nope. You know, and like how? The, well, I mean, obviously plot and shit, but I'm like also how does like Jacob come back? Did he get obliviated or like not obliviated? They use the they had some obliviate rain type shit like. The Thunderbird. I don't know. It it is. Um, I mean, we knew he was gonna come back, but you don't give it away. I mean, that's in your, true. But like, like, but it's like intellectually, you know, he's coming back, but you don't give it away in your promotional photo. You know what I mean? Like, just the photo. At least pretend. 
Like there might be a surprise. And then like this this series is going to not be about New L. Like I, I don't know. I'm I don't know. I'm, it's not at I'm, all about like, New not, it, no. if, the t- if the title of the first film was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and the title of the second film is The Crimes of Grindelwald, like your main character can't even get in the title? And we're supposed to think it's about him? Nope. Girl, please. And no, like, I and think it's supposed to be like Dumbledore is trying to fight Grindelwald and he needs Newt's help. How does he, why does he need Newt's help? Right. Maybe because of the obscurial, which I think is the only thing that's kind of interesting about these movies. And I was only convinced after that panel at LeakyCon. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I can't. Obviously, we're going to watch it. Obviously, you're going to hear our thoughts. And I can't get past kind of the fact that Johnny Depp has at. not been recast. Not only because he's right. trash, but also because given what happened with the murder on the Orient Express, he is now like the most top, like the most disappointing actor that you can have in a film. You put him in the film, you pay him a ton of money, like, and he's not. He's not gonna be good. He's not gonna be good. Like that's the thing. Like and okay, he's so not bringing one, people like, in. Fantastic Beasts. No, and but the thing is, is that like so, Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of Grindelwald, whatever. It's not gonna flop. Like that's not gonna happen, right? Like, but I think that their idea, like again, when they cast him, they were like, oh, he needs to. Also, Amani says he was in that movie too. I had no idea he was in that movie. Anyway, but like the idea that like he's the person who's going to bring the money in is not true. Like J.K. Rowling is going to bring that money in. Right. People who like Fantastic Beasts are going to come anyway. People who love Harry Potter are going to go Academy anyway. Award Johnny winning is, Eddie Redmayne. Academy Award right. winning. If anything. Johnny Depp ain't got no goddamn Academy Award. I don't think. He's been nominated. Like, if, anything, if anything, Johnny Depp is going to deter people from going. Like he did with me. And, and then also just in light of all of the like stuff going on right now in the world like just recast him it's so easy be like just kidding literally we don't know why he changed his face at the end it's colin farrell kevin spacey you're just joking got taken out of a whole goddamn movie and they have not changed the release date you can do it (laughs) this is coming out in like a month they're like like the director was like i wanted christopher Plummer to begin with we gonna do it with christopher Plummer. we doing it we're doing it live like I'm pretty sure you're going to go to the theater and, like, the actors are going to come out on stage and it's all of a sudden a play. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. Right. I don't know how they're going to make this thing a thing. But they're like, Kevin Spacey got to go. We got someone else. Like, that is, and like in, in, like you said, the world that we live in right now, it's not going to shock anyone. Also, Leslie Odom Jr. was in Murder on the Orient Express. And you know how we feel about some Leslie that. Odom Jr. And I didn't go see that movie because Johnny Depp. Also, just looked suspect, but also Johnny Depp. Like, they made a big deal about him in the trailer, and so I was like, uh, if he was, like, just one other person, okay. But he doing the, the voiceover, and it ends on his face, and I'm like, nah, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. They swear that people like him, and that he's, like, good for business. He had a time and place. That time is over. That place and that is past, not now. It's gone. It is gone. In the year of our Lord, 2017. He needs to go ahead and Just take a seat. Or five. Or ten. Let's move on. Let's move on. Because I just get... I just, I'm less, sick. I'm, I'm, they took a lot of... They're, they're taking L's, is all I'm saying. They're, is, like, is the gist. And you know what the problem what? is, too? And then we really do have to move on. It's not that they're taking L's. They're going out with a... Fuck, with a 
metal detector and searching for they, elves. They're not taking them. They're, they're like finding, they're snatching them from everyone else. They're finding elves they're fighting where for elves, the elves did not exist. Like <laughs> we were like, here's the W, they're like, hey, and they're hey, like, hey, nah, L? man, nah, man. Let me get that L off, y'all. Let me get that L, fam. We're like, no, but we really want to give you this W. And they're and like, they're like, no, no, I, that's mm-mm. why would I want that? It's, it's also Amani told me to calm down to on the Eddie the Redmayne hype, but Eddie Redmayne has a an Oscar, like he's a legit actor. So, I mean, it's okay. We I think he's preemptively shutting you down. Well, you and your types. I don't have a type. Mm, I beg to differ. Okay, whatever. Um, final news, and this is Wizard Team news because it's Robin news. Because I was re-listening to one of our episodes, and Bayana pulled that out for the Lion King announcement. Which I mean, granted, Thor Rag- Thor Ragnarok is out, and Loki. Um, no spoilers. There needs to be oh, about forty okay, percent more Loki. Sixty percent more Loki. There needs to be about sixty percent more Loki. And then that would be the best movie Marvel ever made. Right now, it's like a solid, like, battling with uh, Winter Soldier for me. But if there was about 40% mm. more Loki, and, like, I just really need the Loki movie by himself, by his lonely. The Loki, Loki and Jeff Goldblum together, like, that's the one I want next. Forget the stages and the MCU and what the, all the all the plans that they have laid out. Scrap that. <laughs> Scrap that. Just we can Loki. put that on hold. Put that on hold. Oh, we need boy. a Loki Grandmaster solo movie. And now, previously on Wizard Team. <laughs> Um, so... They should recast let's, what, uh, Grindelwald mm, as mm, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, yes, go ahead. Yeah, move on with... Keep going with that. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna shut you down, and I was like, oh, I see where you're going with this, and I like it. Um, <laughs> we should do that. Okay, so, previously on Wizard Team, they found a place, or Dobby told Harry of a place where they could practice, where he could, like, teach these other students defense against the dark arts and learn to defend themselves against Voldemort and pass their OWLs. They named the group Dumbledore's army because they're petty as fuck. And also shout out Harry to Harry is a good teacher. That could have been a oh, moment. Yeah, shout out to Jenny that could have been a moment when Harry that. was like, Hey Jenny, that was really clever. You're pretty funny. And she's like, yeah, you know, growing up with the Weasleys and all whatnot, you know, I got it in me. And then they have a little moment. Could have been, you know, could have been. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. They started the classes. They're going well so far. Or they went well for one class. Harry's feeling pretty good about himself. Cho said that Harry made him made her nervous. Ooh. That happened. And also gotcha. said that oh, wow. her friend Marietta, um, is her parents forbade her because her mom works at the ministry and knows, you know, what happens when you cross... Umbridge and Cho was like mm-hmm. I mean that's cute or whatever but I have a crush on this boy so you gonna come with me and and also like you know you and Mary, think I'm not gonna avenge Cedric's death right 
You thought Mar- I want to go avenge Cedric's death? And Marietta was like, I'll help you avenge no. Cedric's death, just- but I just re- really appreciate not being drawn into a secret society against my parents' wishes. And she was like, that's cool or whatever, but Harry smiled at me, so we got to go to this meeting. Yeah. Okay. Now, chapter 19, The Lion and the Serpent. So Harry felt as though he was carrying some kind of talisman inside his chest over the following two weeks, um, a glowing secret that supported him through Umbridge's classes and even made it possible for him to smile blandly as he looked into her horrible bulging eyes. Um, He and the DA were resisting resisting her under her very nose, doing the very thing that she and the ministry most feared. Um... Which is interesting, right? Like, I think, and I feel like we've mentioned this, is that, like, she essentially created this problem. If she had just taught them defense against the dark arts, then they would learn that, be cool with that, wouldn't be thinking about starting secret societies called Dumbledore's Army, right? And they wouldn't be training themselves. So it's, like, one of those situations where you, like, create what, you're fe- what you feared. Self-fulfilling. like, stop. Self-fulfilling prophecy. I think um, mm-hmm. that is true and interesting i also think that it's more than just like naming it dumbledore's army it's it's like what they want is just a regular class right to learn how to defend themselves but now because there is no teacher with a lesson plan they're going to like aim those lessons towards their worst fear which is fighting voldemort you know what I mean? Where they mm-hmm. cut, they would have, which means that they're gonna get more powerful, I guess, than if she would have just taught them whatever they were supposed to learn in fifth year, right? Because now they're doing spell work. I mean, by the end of the DA spoiler alert, whatever, he's gonna have them all knowing how to like create Patroni, like, <laughs> which is like super advanced spell work, and like yeah. she could have just had them like learning stupefy and being good, <laughs> like, so. It's stupefy, like yeah. So it's, it's not even just about like doing the thing that like they fear, but like are doing the thing that they wanted to avoid, but also like without having that adult supervision, like giving them leeway to go above and beyond what you actually what they are act what they should be capable of in other mm-hmm. instances. So so um so Harry instead of like reading the book the Wilbert Slinkard book um during her classes he dwelled on the satisfying memories of their most recent meetings remembering how Neville had successfully disarmed Hermione how Colin Creevy had mastered the impediment jinx after three meetings hard effort how Parvati Patel had produced such a good reductor curse that she had reduced the table carrying all of the sneakoscopes to dust so yeah I mean I think that's I mean, you know, very. We, and I think I mentioned it last episode too. Is like Harry's a good teacher. The fact that it only took three weeks for him for Colin to like, and really it's three lessons, right, for right. him to like master the impediment drinks, right? Or like, you know, they're just they're thriving under that like tutelage, if you right. will. And I'm also glad that like it's cool that like Harry is putting his energy into something that's actually making him happy, and he doesn't have to like wallow in his depression and Umbridge's torture yes I also want to shout out and I can't remember who said it right now but on Twitter someone was talking about like their headcanon of Harry becoming like going back and dealing with his trauma then going back to Hogwarts and becoming a teacher and and doing defense against the dark arts and just Mm -hmm. being a teacher 
And I think that that's, like, a really, like, one, because of the other new stuff that we have, a very lovely idea. Yeah. But I also think that it's interesting, like, where people find their strengths and things. Like, because a lot of things that happen in this book do, like, I think really heavily inform what at least the trio goes on to do. You know, like, Hermione's devising, like, plans and strategies to keep, you know, the DA going, and then she ends up going into the ministry and doing, you know, diplomacy and all those things, and that's kind of because she's learned how to, you know, lead people and and be more political with her activism in the DA. So, shout out to whoever had that thought. I just wanted to be like, it's a lovely sentiment. So they're finding it impossible to fix a regular night for the DA meetings because of Quidditch practices. But Harry was not sorry about this because he had a feeling that it was probably better to keep the timing of their meetings unpredictable. If anyone was watching them, it would be hard to make out a pattern. Um, and Hermione soon devised a very clear method of, or clever method of communicating the time and date of the next meeting to all of the members in case they needed to change it at short notice because it would look suspicious if people from different houses were crossing the Great Hall to talk to each other too often. Which is weird to me. Like, y'all don't have friends, like, close... There's no one who has, like, a close friend who's, like, has a friend group or, like, is really close friends with someone who's in a different house. Also, y'all haven't ever heard of a phone tree? You don't have to do it in the Great Hall. Like, we have a tree. I'm in charge of telling Bayana. Bayana's in charge of telling Imani. Imani's in charge of telling Connie. That's how we did it in school. Like, y'all need to learn from muggles, man. I mean, and then, like, the Hufflepuffs and the Gryffindors got class at Sprouts. Right? I mean, I guess it's only a couple days a week, but, like, that's a time. I don't know if the Gryffindors and Ravenclaws have classes together because sure they, they really do. love putting them with the Slytherins, but... Uh, don't they have, um, don't they have divination together? I mean, it's no, an elective, it's so... Just, well, I mean, it's not really clear. I think all the kids who are in it are, like, the ones who are mentioned are Gryffindors. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't, um, it just seems strange to me that that would be suspicious. Like, these are kids, and you sure you have them sitting at different tables, but they're all, they're ranging all these ages, they're in the same classes, and it's they, very simple They should have, they have free periods, like, there's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this is what the Sorting Hat was talking about in his song, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be suspicious, but if it is suspicious, it's because <clears throat> there is this kind of mentality that like you stick with your own kind and you Mm -hmm. don't make friends you know in other houses and that is also like that's problematic yeah so Hermione gives them all a fake galleon and Ron becomes excited at first convinced that she was giving out actual gold you see the numerals around the edge of the coins Hermione said on real galleons that's just a serial number referring to the goblin who cast the coin on these fake coins though the numbers will change to reflect the time and date of the next meeting The coins will grow hot when the date changes, so if you're carrying them in a pocket, you'll be able to feel them. We take one each, and when Harry sets the date of the next meeting, he'll change the numbers on his coin, and because I've put a protean charm on them, they'll all change to mimic his, because she's the greatest of all time. You mean to tell me this girl's a fifth year? Yeah. Smartest witch of her damn age. Goat of every age, of everyone's age. A blank silence greeted Hermione's words. She looked around at all the faces upturned to her, rather disconcerted. Well, I thought it was a good idea, she said. I mean, even if Umbridge asked us to turn out our pockets, there's nothing fishy about carrying a galleon, is there? But 
Well, if you don't want to use them, you can do a protean charm, said Terry Boot. Yes, but that's, that's Newt standard, that is, he said weakly. Oh. Oh, well, yes, I suppose it is. How come you're not in Ravenclaw with brains like yours? Well, the Sorting Hat did seriously consider putting me in Ravenclaw during my sorting, said Hermione, but it decided on Gryffindor in the end. So does that mean we're using the galleons? There was a murmur of assent, and everyone moved forward to collect one from the basket. And then Harry says to Hermione, you know what these remind me of? No, what's that? The Death Eater scars. Voldemort touches one of them, and all their scars burn, and they know they've got to join him. Well, yes, said Hermione. That is where I got the idea. But you'll notice I decided to engrave the date on bits of metal rather than on our member's skin. Yeah, I prefer your way, said Harry. I suppose the only real danger with these is that we might accidentally spin them. So yeah, that Hermione's the best. And I like that Terry is like, fam, what is going on? <laughs> we could have all the points. <laughs> right. He's like, he's like, how dare you like deny your Ravenclaw self? I like also the... Right. The... Like... It is obviously, like, brilliant, right? But she's still, like, unsure. Cause, but everyone is, like, dumbstruck with how brilliant she is. And she's like, is it not a good idea? I thought mm-hmm. it was a good idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just... Right. It, it, it seems very much like um, a high school thing. Like, where people are... Like, you just get really self-conscious about your talent. Yeah, I mean, that... And then also, like, when you put out an mm-hmm. idea and then you don't get, like, an immediate reaction. reaction, whether it's good or bad, then you're like, did I? Is and that... So am I tripping? <laughs> Before you start to... Yeah, I, and, like, I do... Sorry, I just wanted to say again, like, another oh. thing that I liked is going back to our conversation with the HPA, um, our bonus episode on Friday, the idea of turning something with, like, a negative connotation into a positive. Um, so... The fact mm-hmm. that she got the idea from the Death Eater scar, or the mark, but, like, it's like, we can use this, like, terrible thing in a positive fashion. Right. And that also appreciate so, like, two things. Um, one, I've mentioned it before, but, like, the fact that the Sorting Hat put Hermione in Gryffindor instead, um, again, is because of, like, her values versus her abilities. So she, like, values, like, Gryffindor traits higher than she values, like, her Ravenclaw abilities right like those are kind of just come naturally to her and that's just how she like kind of navigates the world but she like aspires to be more Gryffindor like I think the other thing about them just kind of like staring at her like in shock right is like they all know she's smart but I think that they think of it as like oh she just like because you know she's always raising her hand she's like a know-it-all in quotes and like um so I think in their head they're like yeah she's smart whatever um she kind of shows off a little bit and then like in this moment they're like well hold up you know, they, like, doubted her a little bit. They weren't trying to pay her her dues. Well, I think there's a, there is a difference between, like, being, like, book smart, right? And, like, being able to, mm-hmm. like, retain a lot of facts and then give those back, which is what they mostly see her doing, right? Someone asked a question. She's like, well, the book says X, Y, and Z. But this is, like, a matter of, right. like, smarts and, like, brilliance of putting together a, an original thought. Like, there's no... Like, it's an original thought and complex right. magic. It's like right. both in the, both together. together. So it's and like, like yeah. yeah, okay. One, you can create a, you can do a protean charm. That's amazing. But then you think to use that charm to make this thing. That's like, you know what I mean. So it's like, oh, you can, mm-hmm. you can, you're good at science. That's cool. Holy crap! You use your like skill at science to start the robot apocalypse. That's not okay, but. In you know, it is brilliant. brilliant. But yeah, so I mean, I was just saying, like, I think that 
it's cool that like these kids and these students get to like actually see that you know what I mean and like see that proved and see her in action um and like yeah just like acknowledge that she's more than just like a person who just spits facts at you but I do want to like she could back it up I do want to note though that this is one of those places where that makes Ron a little salty or not salty but I don't know it's it's a sore spot because she's showing off like her brilliance and Harry's teaching and like he's over here complaining about his lack of dalliance you know right but in all mm-hmm. of the books as a whole that trio all have these times where they get to shine and this is just Hermione's time and Hermione gets more times to shine yep. than most because she's Hermione motherfucking Granger deal with it right I mean if Ron was not trash like half the time he could maybe shine some more but yeah, said he does not so as the first Quidditch match comes closer the DA meetings were put on hold because Angelina insisted on daily practices the fact that the Quidditch World Cup had not been held for so long added considerably to the interest and excitement surrounding the forthcoming game um, the Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs were taking a lively interest in the heads of houses of the competing teams though they attempted to disguise it under a decent pretense of sportsmanship were, uh, were determined to see their side's victory Harry realized how much McGonagall cared about beating the Slytherins when she abstained from giving them homework in the week leading up to the mat. And I'm wondering if like, and I doubt she did, right? Because I was like, did she give it to the Slytherins? And just like, not the Gryffindors? But I'm, I'm assuming that she just didn't give anyone homework in the hope that like the Gryffindor team would use that time to practice, um, which is what she says. She says, I think you've got enough to be getting on with, mm, I think you've got enough to be getting on with at the moment. Um, And then she looks at Harry and Ron and says, I've become accustomed to seeing the Quidditch Cup in my study, boys, and I really don't want to hand it over to Professor Snape, so use the extra time to practice, won't you? Snape, on the other hand, decides, like, I don't know what showing sportsmanship is for him. Like, I don't know that he knows what that word means, but whatever he's doing is not that. So he booked the Quidditch pitch for Slytherin practice so often that the Gryffindors had difficulty getting on it to play. He turned a deaf ear to many reports of Slytherin attempts to hex Gryffindor players. When Alicia Spinnett turned up in the hospital wing with her eyebrows growing so thick and fast that they obscured her vision and, and obstructed her mouth, Snape insisted that she must have attempted a hair thickening charm on herself and refused to listen to the 14 eyewitnesses who insisted that they had seen the Slytherin keeper Miles Belchley hit her from behind with a jinx while she was working in the library. So yeah. Also, isn't Alicia Black? She don't even know hair thickening potion. Or it's charm. Although, you know, that could be really good for edges. Sorry. As I'm thinking about it. <clears throat> I could only hear, like, every third or fourth word. And then I heard Angelina Black, but it could be good edges. <laughs> and that was funny. Because <laughs> I was like, I, I am distraught by not being able to understand what she's saying. And then I got that part. Google wanted to be nice about that part. So yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it'll, maybe the hair thickening charm is an important advancement in black hair care, and Miles Belchley is using it for nefarious purposes. Right. And he's have also, several seats. So I think that it's hilarious again to like think about the dip. So McGonagall doesn't give them a lot of homework. Snape allows for someone to be assaulted. Like, those are not the same thing. Right. <laughs> it's not comparable not, at all. It, no, that's not giving favor. Like, that is being a 
terrible mm-hmm. human. What are you? T- mm-hmm. Like Snape was no less partisan. Like no, McGonagall was not partisan. Like she wasn't gonna let y'all go out and jinx Slytherin players all over the place. Like what? Right. Does not make any sense. No. It's some bullshit. So Harry felt optimistic about Gryffindor's chances. They had, after all, never lost to Malfoy's team. Um, admittedly, Ron was still not performing to Wood's standard, but he was working extremely hard to improve. His, great, his greatest weakness was tendency to lose confidence when he made a blunder. If he let in one goal, he became flustered and was therefore likely to miss more. Um, on the other hand, Harry had seen some spectacular saves from Ron, um, and to the point where even Fred had said that Ron might yet make him and George proud and that they were seriously considering admitting that he was related to them something he assured Ron they had been trying to deny for four years. Which, I mean, it's not... No one would believe that. <laughs> Sorry. Red hair. It's not one of those things Hand me down that... Clothes. Must be a Weasley. Must be a Weasley. Like, it's just off top. If anything, you have to prove you're not a Weasley, and right. that could be difficult. Um, you also have red hair freckles and hand-me-down clothes. You know? Ugh. The only thing that was really worrying Harry was how much Ron was allowing the tactics of the Slytherin team to upset him before they even got to the pitch. Harry, of course, had endured their, endured their comments for more than four years, so whispers of, Hey, Potty, I heard Warrington sworn to knock you off your broom on Saturday, far, far from chilling his blood, made him laugh. Warrington's aim's so pathetic, I'd be more worried if he was aiming for the person next to me, he retorted. And you know, that's... He's just leveling up in his clapbacks, and been a long time coming remember back in the day when he got all when he was all you know tummy like he had little butterflies and he was all scared his first quidditch match or the no. time when malfoy was doing the no, most harry always been sassy harry <laughs> it's great he's just he was born like he woke up like this he woke up like this flawless but ron on the other hand was having a worse time of it so when people were calling things out like got your bed booked in the hospital wing weasley he didn't laugh but instead turned a delicate shade of green when draco imitated ron dropping the quaffle ron's ears glowed red and his hands shook so badly that he was likely to drop whatever he was holding at the time also draco does this every time ron passes by which is unoriginal and also i just feel like ron should at some point just be like all right fam like Ha ha ha, I'm gonna drop the quaffle. Like, okay. But not impressed. Yeah. Come up with something else, please. Yeah. So soon November arrived, cold as frozen iron with hard frosts every morning and icy drafts that bit the at exposed hands and faces. Wow, wow, can I relate? Also, that's kinda funny because cold where you are? Now this is like is it it a little chilly? Hmm. Just a little bit. It's about ninety degrees today. Only only a little. In San Diego. Um, so you know who I can't stand? Still in my pajamas, but you can't stand me. I mean, so you know who, who I don't, yeah. Me. I don't appreciate that at all. But you know. Um, but I was also going to say, it's one of those timing things again, because it's November in the book, and it's November now. Oh, yay. Ha ha. Woohoo. November feels like, it feels Um, like summer if you're in San Diego, though. November's very nice. You know, I would just like it if you would just go ahead and, and hang up. You could just hang up on this call and I can continue on my own. I mean, I just want you to know, like... I think... I'm thinking about you, I mean, but I, I don't understand. just would rather not... I don't understand what you're going through, but I'm sure it sounds awful. I was thinking about it when I was putting my feet in the pool. Like, yeah, you know... Okay, let's... I'm gonna just... People, I'm gonna stop you there. 
I'm gonna just stop you right there and continue on the lion and the serpent. I feel like maybe that would be more worthwhile at this moment. Okay. You know, just. I mean, sure. That's what I think. You know, I think that's probably the best course of action at this point. Okay. Um, I mean, but if we can hurry up, I'm getting a little hot. Like, oh, oh, are you? Okay. The air conditioning, maybe. Oh, okay. You all right, said Harry. Ron nodded but did not speak. And Harry was reminded forcibly of the time that Ron had accidentally put a slug vomiting charm on himself. He looked just as pale and sweaty as he had done then, not to mention as reluctant to open his mouth. You just need some breakfast, said Harry. Come on. So they went to the Great Hall, and when they passed the Slytherin table, there was an upsurge of noise, and Harry looked around and saw that nearly everyone was there. Sorry, that nearly everyone there was wearing, in addition to the usual green and silver scarves and hats. Um, silver badges in the shape of what seemed to be a crown. For some reason, many of them waved at Ron, laughing uproariously, Um, and Harry tried to see what was written on the badges as he walked by, but was too concerned to get Ron past their table quickly to linger long enough to read them. Um, When they got to the Gryffindor table, Ron says, I must have been mental to do this. Mental. Don't be thick, said Harry. You're going to be fine. It's It's normal to be nervous. I'm rubbish said Ron. I'm lousy. I can't play to save my life. What was I thinking? Get a grip. Look at that save you made with your foot the other day. Even Fred and George said it was brilliant. That was an accident, Ron whispered miserably. I didn't mean to do it. I slipped off my broom when none of you were looking, and I was trying to get back on, and I kicked the quaffle by accident. Well, said Harry, a few more accidents like that, and the game's in the bag, isn't it? So Hermione and Ginny sat down with them, and Ginny asks how Ron's doing. He's just nervous, said Harry. Well, that's a good sign. I never feel you perform as well in exams if you're not a bit nervous, said Hermione. Hello, said a vague and dreamy voice. And Luna appears. Yeah. She had managed to procure a hat shaped like a life-size lion's head, which was perched, perched precariously on her head. I'm supporting Gryffindor, she said, pointing unnecessarily at yes, her hat. Tell them about Look what it. it does. Tell them about it, Luna. <laughs> tell them. So, so she reached up and tapped the hat with her wand. It opened its mouth wide and gave an extremely realistic roar that made everyone in the vicinity jump. It's good, isn't it, said Luna. I wanted to have it chewing up a serpent to, rip, to represent Slytherin, you know, but there wasn't time. Anyway, good luck, Ronald. I think it's funny that she, like, says good luck to Ron specifically, because obviously, like, everybody can tell Ron is going through some things right now. <laughs> also, I think it's hilarious. That I, I also feel like I'm glad there was no chewing snake, because that would have been overkill, as far as giant lion hats go. Um, I don't know. I feel like accessories are what you make of them. You just have to take something else off. You add an accessory, you remove something else, I think. The thing about the lion hat without chewing the serpent is that it's more flexible for other. It's like she can wear it again when they play Hufflepuff. She can wear it again. She can also have it roar because, right, like if it roars with the serpent in his mouth, then doesn't the serpent fall out? And then that's kind of gross. Or it just gets stuck in his teeth. Yeah, and that just seems not the best version. I think this is the best version it could be. Sometimes, you know. You know, sometimes you have to edit down. I learned that from Tim Gunn. You have to edit down your designs. You put all the ideas on paper, and then you're like, okay, let me take a step back. Cut a couple things out. 
Yeah. And then boom, you're ready for the runway. Well, we came, we ended with a fantastic product, and I, for one, am here for it. Okay, so. Same. She drifted away, and Angelina came up to them with Katie and Alicia, whose eyebrows have been mercifully, mercifully returned by Madame Pomfrey. Poppy be on it. Poppy be popping. That's an amazing hashtag. We're going to start that. <laughs> hashtag Poppy be popping. When you're ready, she said, we're going straight down to the pitch. Check out conditions and change. We'll be there in a bit. Ron's just got to have some breakfast. It became clear after 10 minutes, though, that Ron was not capable of eating anything more, and Harry thought it's best to get him down to the training room. Hermione got up, too, and took Harry by the arm and said, don't let Ron see what's on the Slytherin badges. Harry looked questioningly at her, and then she shook her head warningly. Ron had just ambled over to them, looking lost and desperate. Good luck, Ron, said Hermione. And you too, Harry. Stood up and kissed Ron on the cheek. Hermione said that. <laughs> yeah. I just need, like, I forget when we were having this conversation. I think it was, like, us and we were talking to your mom about, like, how there are some people that are high-maintenance friends and some people that are low-maintenance, like, high-maintenance, low-maintenance people. And you would think in a group... I feel like I wasn't there. I think you were talking to my sister. Oh. Possible. You have racist. the same face. How is that racist? You are rude for having the same face as another person. How about that one? So every Davis looks alike now? Just. Okay, I see. Just I you see. two? Two Davises that look alike. Though it's you both right. look like your dad. I see how it is. Three. But I know it's him because he's usually talking nonsense. Anyway, the point I was getting towards was that you would think in a group, in a trio, where one person is the brightest witch of their age and trying very desperately to remain on top of the class and dealing with time turners and the like, and the other person is the chosen one who has a notorious mass murderer and an evil dark lord after them at every turn, that the most high-maintenance friend would not be the kid who came from a wizarding family and has an intact, loving home structure, and no one trying to kill him. And yet, the most high-maintenance friend is Ron. Yeah, I mean, yes. And I think, like, in this situation, he, you know, I think he's, like, rightfully nervous. This is his first time. He's having all his, like, insecurities popping up. And I do, like, I appreciate, like, I feel like this is a great show of friendship, like, you know, between Harry and Hermione and Ron like I think that there are other moments like for one Ron definitely needs it more so you're not wrong in saying he's high maintenance because he definitely is but I also like kind of just appreciate the like I appreciate the fact that he's like that they are kind of like tag teaming right so like Harry's like all right get some food and Hermione's like make sure you don't see that those badges and they're just kind of like handling him a little bit in a way that like they do that with Harry sometimes um, they don't really do it with Hermione, but that's because they're not great friends to Hermione, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with this show of friendship. I just think it's funny that given, like, in terms of the background and where they are, like, the two muggle-borns that have been thrust into a magical mm-hmm. world must have been a lot more time, like, taking care of the kid who should be more secure than he is. Like, I totally get it, though, because, hey... Low self-esteem, that's my bag, yo. You know, look mm-hmm. in the dictionary. I'm right there. It's cool. I get it. But 
Yeah, I just think it's funny. I also do think, though, as an athlete, or as a former wannabe, someone who thought that they were athletic at one point in time, I wouldn't call myself an hmm. athlete now, that LOL. it is it is a problem. Like, you can be nervous to a certain extent, and, like, you can definitely, like, show your best friends that you're nervous, but, like, Luna shouldn't be walking up to you being like, good luck, Ronald. You know what I mean? Like, you need to, like, fake it till you make it a little bit. You know, like, you need to have, like, put the game face on. And if he can't do that, then, Mm -hmm. like, he is doomed. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, like, right. Like, Harry is, like, half carrying him into the Great Hall. (laughs) Like. Right. (laughs) It's just like, come on. Let's just sit down. He'll be okay. That's not going to do it. No, not at all. (laughs) All right. So they go, Harry and Ron make their way out of the Great Hall. Oh, before Ron seems to come to himself slightly and he touches the spot on his face where Hermione had kissed him, looking puzzled as though he was not quite sure what had just happened. Hey guys, guess what? I was 10 when I read this for the first time and that was when I realized, oh, that's like the end game. But again, I was 10. So not all that. It took you till the fifth book? Even after the fourth book? Well, because I was seven reading the books. True. You know what I mean? Ah, and I think I like ah, kind of got it with the fourth one, but then this smart. happened and I was like, oh. That's smart, Mrs. I started reading. Because I was seven I was and that's not how I thought. Ooh. Couldn't even pe- catch up on a little bit of flirtation and, and will they, won't they? Ha! I got it. I knew yeah, that. Because, because I was in the third grade. Excuses. So. Also, I want you to know that I, I spent the weekend like. with my best friend who has a six month old baby. And she was, like, scooting or whatever. And I was, like... And they were, like, yay! She's about to crawl! Yay, Miriam! And I was, like, I scoot. I crawl. Hell, I even walk sometimes. And they looked at me like I was crazy. But it's true. I don't think you should get special treatment. I mean, I wonder why. I don't think you should get... You shouldn't act like it's special. She was sitting up. Good job. But it is I do it, too. She doesn't... I've been sitting up. She barely has a spine. I've been sitting up. For years. Yeah, but you have a fully formed spine and skull. I mean, no one's making a big deal. And about like it. fingers. I mean, okay. Uh, so Harry sees the badges on the Slytherin cloaks, and they say Weasley is our king. With an unpleasant feeling that this could mean something, that this could mean nothing good, he hurried Ron across the entrance hall, down the stone steps, and out into the icy air. So they get down to the Quidditch pitch, get dressed. And Angelina says that she's only just found out the final lineup for Slytherin, which seems weird that, like, they wouldn't know who the other members of the teams were in the beginning. Well, I mean, if you're keeping it under wraps, remember, they were trying to keep Harry under wraps, so a lot of people didn't know that he was... Yeah, but they knew he was on the team, right? I, I don't think, think that's that different. they did, because... As we discussed, there are... They, they definitely did, because he was the first seeker in the century. But they didn't know until and we knew. He got into a whole duel. He got into a whole-ass duel, or, like, was challenged to a duel by Malfoy. But that wasn't before the... Literally the day after. The day after he was announced, or the day after the Quidditch match? It was the day after it was announced. It was the day after, like, Harry got it, like, didn't get expelled. He, like, literally... Like, they definitely all knew that he was the seeker, even if they didn't know, like, how good he was. But also, like... Their new beaters are Crab and Goyle, so I don't really know how much they're really... Should be shocked. They shouldn't be that shocked. Yeah, I don't but, know. But I mean, you, I guess you would be shocked because, yeah, Crab and Goyle, they have beater written all over them, but they're also not smart and they're not, we're not sure if they can read. So if you can't read, how can you, like, learn 
patterns and plays. I mean, you know? I think you can. I think that Crab and Goyle have other, like, yes. I don't know. They're just, they just, they're not great. Yeah, so they go out into the stands. Some, they can hear some people singing. Um, Harry's starting to feel nervous, but he knew his butterflies were nothing um, to Ron's. Um, and so, as yeah, so as they go out, you can still hear Slink singing. The Slytherin team was standing waiting for them. They, too, were wearing silver crown-shaped badges. Um, the new Captain Montague was built along the same lines as Dudley, um, with a massive four, with massive forearms, forearms and hairy hams. Oh, like hairy hams. I was like, <laughs> what are those? So, I don't know. These, these what's it called, descriptions get weirder. Or really, they feel out of place when now that we're like later in the series, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I think that um, um, it's always important that we remind you guys that like you can be a terrible person and be attractive. You can be an unattractive person mm-hmm. and be great. You can you can be all of these things. And they're, yes, they're children's books and they're they're exaggerating, but I don't know, not the best lesson. Also, I think there's something to be said about him saying about like aligning Montague with Dudley, right? Yeah. As opposed to something like it sounds like Montague is just shaped like a linebacker, right? He just is a large person, which is fine. But by aligning it with Dudley, then you immediately get negative connotations. Right. Um, behind him lurked Crab and Goyle, almost as large, blinking stupidly and swinging their new beater bats. Malfoy stood to one side, the sunlight gleaming on his wand blind, white, wa- I don't, mm, words, white blonde head. Um, he caught Harry's eye and smirked, tapping the crown-shaped badge on his chest. I just, I feel like I, I've said this maybe every week so far, but like, I need Draco to get some friends. Like real ones. I really do. Real ones that he can confide in. Because, because you're, you're doing a lot right now. We're going to get into like how much he's tripping, but like, just, just that. Just tapping I, the I badge. I say that, like, like, you see? Like, like, now, I think that it is interesting that, as I'm reading this as I get older, I'm trying, like, to find, like, the delicate way to put this. <laughs> as I'm reading this as I'm getting older, I do see the dreary shippers, because it's, like, he's gotta be in love with Harry to be this pressed this long. This, yeah. I don't particularly care for like the dreary shit like that's as but a I, thing I, I but i definitely I see, see it like i get where, like i don't think they're just pulling it out of nowhere like i definitely think they have a case i just don't particularly care for it because of like how terrible draco right. is i just feel like i'm definitely not no, a dreary shipper, but, but yeah i i'm just like how how obsessed like like can we be how it's, desperate it's a are we going to get before you just think hmm Maybe he doesn't want to be my friend, and I should move on. Maybe? No? Maybe? Apparently not. Like, because, yeah, it, it is, it is, um, it's, it's strange. Like, I just, I know there are people who are like this, but, like, you don't like a person. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. You just go your own way. Cause like it, it just it doesn't. There's no, there's no need. There's no need for this. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It really is a lot. I just some I need might him say to it's chill. too much. Just 
I yeah, I would I would agree with with them with the sum. Um, so the uh, it starts. Quidditch starts, and we get Lee back. Yes. I've missed him. It's been a long time. Too long. It's been wow. It's been a long time since I left you. Too very long. Should have left you. Without a dope beat to step to. Okay, see, <laughs> get out of my head, please. And I didn't do, I just and like that myself. was that was totally like spontaneous because I can't hear you. Because I was gonna stop myself from doing it, you. and then yeah, I know, I know. And it's my head. I was here first. Our, you get out of my head. So? Also, why would no. you want to be in my head? It's terrifying in here. I know. That's why you're okay. in mine. Why would I make that decision? I don't know. I'm worried about you. <laughs> like, I don't. Mm, like, I'm worried. I've, I've, I've been there before, and I didn't like it, so. <laughs> yeah. You, you brought me in once, and I was like, wow, why, what's happening? I you in why once? am I here? How did I get here? And then you had to get out? Yeah, it was live. Or not really live because we record these, but you know what I mean. Oh. Yeah. It was it was pretty terrifying. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. And it's Johnson. Johnson with the quaffle. What a player that girl is. I've been saying it for years and she still won't go out with me. Jordan yelled Professor McGonagall. Just a fun fact, Professor. Adds a bit of interest. And she's ducked Warrington. She's past Montague. She's, ouch, been hit from behind by a bludger from Crab. Montague catches the quaffle. Montague heads back up the pitch. And nice bludger there from George Weasley. That's a bludger to the head for Montague. Just want to point out again, how do none of these kids have CTE? Right. Because. They probably do. I just. They probably do. Cause I, and it's awful. But it, Katie got hit in the face. More than once. It's happened more than once. Well, I guess. Somebody can, grabbed somebody's head can make that, and swung it around. You can make that argument that, like, you know, they're magical. It might have been Katie, too. They're magical, so they don't get the same kind of injuries or they bounce back or whatever we're, we're saying. But they got I don't kids. know, man. That seems like... We gotta do some autopsy. It seems like you gotta, gotta pause real quick. Let... Yeah. It seems like you just need to pause real quick. Let Madam Pompey take a look at him. Where is the protocol? Take her to the Quidditch tent on the side. Where's the concussion protocol? Where are the damn alternates? Where is the you, other question? There are no alternates. <laughs> like, so, this doesn't it make is a sense. Team of, oops, People getting hit in the out, face well, and <laughs> keep going. What? Like even what? in soccer, you get two substitutions just in case. Like I'm yeah, I don't get it. I don't. They don't care. Um, so Montague drops the quaffle. It's caught by it's caught by Katie Bell. Katie Bell of Gryffindor reverse passes to Alicia Spinnett and Spinnett's away. Um, so Harry can also hear all the yelling and booing and singing, um, like just kind of under Lee's commentary. Um, dodges Warrington, avoids a blush a bludger, close call Alicia, and the crowd are loving this. Just listen to them. What's that they're singing? Um, and Lee pauses to hear the song. Um, which goes, Weasley cannot save a thing. He cannot block a single ring. That's why Slytherin's all saying Weasley is our king. I will say we're not putting a trap beat to this because this is some bullshit. Weasley was born in a bin. He always lets the quaffle in. Weasley will make sure we win. Weasley is our king. Um, and Alicia passes it back to Angelina. Lee shouts and Harry 
As And as Harry swerved, his insides boiling at what he had just heard, he knew Lee was trying to drown out the sound of the singing. Come on now, Angelina. Looks like she's just got the keeper to beat. She shoots. She... Ah, um, so she misses basically because Blockley or whatever. I will say one is, thing um, um, that when I first read this, like I, it was before I watched soccer or anything, and I was like, "Why are they singing? Like this is some like like wizards are weird." And then I well, went to I started yeah, watching I was soccer, like, and I went to um, England, and I was in a pub, and they just started singing. And they all sing. They have different songs, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is a thing." I mean, it's also not just, uh, it's not just an England thing. No, it's not no. like, I think you played basketball, so that wasn't really a thing. Like, in softball, we had songs. In baseball, there were songs, too. That people, and like, you know, there were a couple that were like, See, but I always thought out of pocket, like, like, Rally Rally, The Pitcher's Day, Miss Sally. See, I always thought those like, were like, chants. So there were some that were out of pocket, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, but Rally Rally, The Pitcher's Day, Miss Sally was yeah. like, a little misogynistic and also just out of pocket but it was like like so I get that right like I think that like sure like I you know you're trying to distract the team chance against the other team fine like that see that's like basic right but like this is specifically towards one person there's a lot of like classist rhetoric within it like it's just all it's it's a problem also I want to point out again along the lines of Draco needs some damn friends and like a hobby and some other things to do with his life he spent two months writing this shit and teaching it to the Slytherins. That was what he did with his free time. He got verses. <laughs> more than one. Like, it has more than <laughs> one verse. But I do... And a hook. I do think... Like, like, I just... Along those lines, though, of, like, what it's targeting one person, classes, it's, it's got a lot of issues with it, that there should have... There should be some... Like, the reason why you, you have sports is, like, yes, for competition, but it's also to foster a sense of, like sportsman like you know like there's a unsportsmanlike conduct is a thing there's like sportsmanlike behavior and like being mm-hmm. fair and being gracious and like losing and being a good loser and being a good winner like you can also be a bad winner and yeah so the problem that we get here and we see this a lot like in life hello NCAA and all of their shit but like when you get so far into the competition part that you lose sight of the sportsmanlike part, because there's no way mm-hmm. that the teachers should not have stopped this. Like, right. And, and said one, something. One, Snape is Snape and he's trash. But like, all them, they're all wearing pins. Well, like, he's not going to say nothing. They all know the song. Like, you heard that this was coming. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. So. Snape was like, oh, how yeah. that second verse go? Instead of being like, um, maybe not. Maybe let's not. Right. Let's let's chill a little bit. Let's probably, like, I don't know. Do better. Be better. But no. For what? Why better yourself? Be too much like right. Too much like doing the right thing. Um. Also, so, sorry, sorry, um... Amani wants you to know that this is um, the CTE of Quidditch is probably how we got Voldemort. Um, and I was like, he didn't play Quidditch. And Amani says, not that he remembers. Because he has CTE. And he's crazy. Not crazy. He's. He's something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> he's something. Okay. A magical serial killer. <laughs> um, magical Nazi. So. 
Warrington has the um, quaffle and zigzags in between Alicia and Katie. Um, and the singing grows louder and louder as he draws nearer to Ron. Um, Harry couldn't help himself. He abandons his search for, mis- for the- he abandons his search for the snitch. Um, and turns his firebolt toward Ron, the lone figure at the far end of the pitch, hovering before the three goal hoops while the massive Warrington pelted toward him. And it's Warrington with the quaffle. Warrington headed for the goal. He's out of the bludger range and just the keeper ahead. Um, there was a great, a great swell of song rose from the, Slyther- from the Slytherin stands. So it's the first test for new Gryffindor keeper Weasley, brother of beaters Fred and George, and a promising new talent on the team. Come on, Ron. But Slytherin score, which is 10-0 to Slytherin. Bad luck, Ron. And Gryffindor back in possession, and it's Katie Bell tanking up the pitch. So basically, the Slytherins are, like, screaming the song at this point. And Angelina yells at Harry. He's like, what are you doing? Get going. Um, because Harry had been stationary in midair for more than a minute, watching the progress of the match without sparing a thought for the whereabouts of the snitch. Horrified, he went into a dive and started circling the pitch again, staring around, trying to ignore the chorus, now thundering through the stadium. Um, there was no sign of the snitch anywhere, and Malfoy was still circling the stadium as well. As he as they passed midway around the pitch, going in the opposite direction, Harry heard Malfoy singing as well. Because I mean, a damn hobby. So I just I feel like Malfoy should remember this has maybe happened. This has at least happened once when he was too busy talking shit, making fun of Harry and like being a talking shit basically. And then Harry snatched the snitch from right under his nose, quite or no, right like right next right. to his ear, like quite literally. I feel like he needs to just keep his head in the game. Like this is a hobby that he could really put his heart into, but instead he's writing and singing songs. Like just practice better. Why are you trying to? You could you don't have to trip Ron up if you're a good seeker. Too much like write. I just, I just um, I have questions. Uh, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but, like, as I'm hearing that, I'm like, well, that would mean that Jacob would have to make, you know, good decisions and, you know, right. mm-hmm. not be a trash human. And I just don't think he has it in him. And I feel like we talked about this last week when I said, stop putting your hopes in something that, like. Oh, I'm definitely do. not putting my hopes. Oh, what hopes? Mm-mm. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> Pointing out some flaws, ways that I think he can do better. I know he won't, but I'm just saying. These are alternatives. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful yeah. gowns. No, I mean, I don't even know if we can go that far <laughs> for Draco Malfoy. Have to think of another compliment to give him. I was going to say sweet boy, and I was like, eh. His daddy's rich. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. Um, good thing is, he comes for money. Comes, he's got, he's taken care of. You know? He's. Mm-hmm. That going for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. now. And it's Warrington again who passes to Pusey. Pusey's off past Spinnet. Come on now, Angelina. You can take him. Turns out you can't. <laughs> the, but, nice, <laughs> but nice bludger from Fred Weasley. I mean, George Weasley. Oh, who cares? One of them anyway. And Warrington drops the quaffle, and Katie Bell uh, drops it too. So that's Montague with the quaffle. Captain, uh, Slytherin Captain Montague takes the quaffle, and he's off up the pitch. Come on, Gryffindor. Block him. And he hears Bletchley singing along with the crowd as well. So, like, none of the Slytherins are really committed to winning this game. They're just committed to humiliating Ron at this point. So, there's that. And Pusey's dodge Angelina 
sorry, Alicia again, and he's headed straight for the goal. Stop it, Ron. Lee is so not partial. I'm sorry, so not impartial. It's great. It's so great. It is. So, yeah. He's like, I'm not even going to pretend like I don't. I mean, they definitely should probably have a Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff as the commentator right now, but who gives a fuck? Lee's the best. He, he can't do it like he he's, does. He's the best also, at what I he does. Also, I feel like the Ravenclaw yeah. or the Hufflepuff would be the same way. Like, just openly anti-Slytherin because they're the freaking worst. Because they're doing all this stuff. Yeah. They're singing. They're bullying. They make pins. Like, they could all burn. Yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, Harry did not have to look to see what happened. There was a terrible groan from the Gryffindor Inn. Coupled with fresh screams and applause from the Slytherins, Harry saw Pansy Parkinson right at the front of the stands, her back to the pitch as she conducted the Slytherin supporters who were roaring the song. Um, The 20 no was nothing. There was still time. Find someone else. Yeah, but she won him. So thirsty. Desperation is not a good look. I don't know, man. She really wants that broomstick. Anyway, 20 nil was nothing. I heard it. I just heard it. I was, mm, I was gonna just move on, but yeah. I just heard it. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. It's not a lie. (laughs) But 20 nil was nothing. There was still time for Gryffindor to catch up or to catch the snitch. And, but but Ron led in two more goals. There was an an edge of panic in Harry's desire to find the snitch now. If he could just get it soon and finish the game quickly. And Katie Bell of Gryffindor dodges Pusey, ducks Montague, nice swerve Katie, and she throws it to Johnson. Angelina Johnson takes a quaffle. She's past Warrington. She's headed for the goal. Come on now, Angelina. Gryffindor score. It's 40-10, 40-10 to Slytherin, and Pusey has the quaffle. Harry could hear Luna's ludicrous lion hat roaring amidst the Gryffindor cheers and felt heartened. Only 30 points in it. That was nothing. They could pull back easily. Um, Harry ducks a bludger that Crab sent rocketing in his direction and resumed his frantic scouring of the pitch for the snitch. Hey, that rhymed. Um, keeping one eye <laughs> on Malfoy in case he showed signs of having spotted it, but Malfoy, like him, was continuing to soar around the stadium, searching fruitlessly. Pusey throws to Warrington, Warrington to Montague, Montague back to Pusey. Johnson intervenes. Johnson takes the quaffle. Johnson to Bell. This looks good. I mean bad. Bell's hit by the bludger a go- from Goyle of Slytherin, and it's Pusey's in possession again. But Harry had seen it at last. The tiny, fluttering golden snitch was hovering feet from the ground at the Slytherin end of the pitch. He dived. In a matter of seconds, Malfoy was streaking out of the sky on Harry's left. Um, the snitch skirted the foot of one of the goal hoops and scooted toward the other side of the stands. It changed Its change of direction suited Malfoy, who was nearer. Harry pulled his firebolt around. He and Malfoy were now neck and neck. Feet from the ground, Harry lifted his right hand from the broom. Snitch stretched toward the snitch to his right. Malfoy did the same. It was over in two breathless, desperate, windswept seconds. Harry's fingers closed around the tiny struggling ball. Malfoy's fingernails scrabbled the back of Harry's hand hopelessly. Um, Harry pulled his broom upward, holding the struggling ball in his hand, and the Gryffindor spectators screamed their approval. They were saved. It did not matter that Ron had let in those goals. Nobody would remember it as long as Gryffindor had won. Wham! A bludger hit Harry square in the small of his back, um, and he flew forward off the broom. Luckily, he was only five or six feet from the ground, having dived solo to catch the snitch. But he was winded all the same as he landed flat on his back at the frozen on the frozen pitch. Are you all right? Of course I am, said Harry. Madam Hooch um, zoomed toward one of the Slytherin players above him, though he could not see who it was. It was that thug crab, said, An- said Angelina. 
He whacked that bludger at the moment he saw you got the snitch. But we won, Harry. We won. Harry heard a snort from behind him and turned around, still holding the snitch tightly in his hand. Draco had landed close by, white-faced with fury, and he still managed to sneer. You could just leave a pitch now. Just, you know, just. go get some more practice in. If you hadn't been so concerned with your new song lyrics and getting a Grammy, then maybe you would have just won. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? Just, just be the bigger man. Do a curt nod. Get off the field. Get them next time. You know? Try harder next time. That's it. That's all you gotta do. Apparently he doesn't know. That's all you gotta do. He... Yeah, but it says he decides to do more. He decides to go above and beyond. Starting with by starting with saying, "Saved Weasley's neck, saved Weasley's neck, haven't you? I've never seen a worse keeper." But then he was born in a bin. Did you hear? Did you like my lyrics, Potter? I just again, he's been spending his time on this. Like he put a lot and of thought. And he wants Harry to like give him to to like co-sign on it. Like he needs Harry's approval. Yeah. Did you like my lyrics, Harry? Okay, Creepy. All right, Colin, we got you. Like, bam. Chill. It's a lot. Harry didn't answer. He turned away to meet the rest of the team, um, all except for Ron, who had dismounted from his broom over by the goalposts and was making his way slowly back to the changing rooms alone. We wanted to write another couple of verses, but we couldn't find rhymes for fat and ugly. We wanted to sing about his mother, see? Sorry, just, you know, the talking about Ron's mama aside, you couldn't find rhymes for fat and ugly? Maybe... Yeah, that's just not difficult. I just that pat bat cat chat ugly ugly's harder fugly mugly fugly ugly mugsby like you can you can right. like split it up right like you don't have to it doesn't have to be a word that directly rhymes ugly. with ugly like it's just you not difficult be. right right it's muggy. I mean, you front B like that doesn't really rhyme. But like, if you're a rapper, you can make it work. Like, I just he's obviously he is not a rapper. Clearly, he just he needs to do better. Like, as as a as a human, as a songwriter, as a Quidditch player. You should let to help him because Aminata's going to be a songwriter when she grows up and work at Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Or Look you know, that. get blue on the track. Everything is Shaka. Boom Shaka Laka. Boom Shaka Laka. Never seen. Never. I just. Never seen a... Never seen a keeper in my whole life? Boom. You got it. I'm rocking that. I'm requesting that at the jam, at the Yule Ball. Awards. Right? Now I'm all the awards. Right. Popping. Give me my coins. I'm just... Okay, I don't understand it's, that it's, joke. It's just... So I'm going to need to pause and have someone explain it to me. Amani says this is why Offset wasn't in Slytherin. I don't know who that is. And was he not in it? He just because doesn't. He was a, because the Slytherins aren't great so songwriters. Also, speaking speaking of that, they also don't have any good ad libs. I just think that that probably also could have helped. And Weasley, you know, he ain't got it. Ten points. Let him in. Like it, it just yeah. He, they just they needed to do better. They needed to do better. I just. I think, oh, yeah. you know, Migos. if you're going to do this, gonna, you have to really go all in and like commit. I'm who people are and just assume that they're Migos. Oh, you didn't know that that was, oh, sorry. I, the reason I didn't, I thought you knew he was Migos. I thought you didn't know, like, why, never mind. I don't know what I thought you didn't I, know. I didn't really know who it was, but I also yeah. didn't know why he wasn't a Slytherin. Like, did he take a, are they, are they Potterheads? Did they take sorting? Or do, are we just, no. I don't know, but if they are, hashtag get Migos on, on Wizard Team. On Wizard Team, if they're, 
if they are Potterheads, our wizard team mixtape. I mean, is hashtag get them on our wizard team. Our mixtape is gonna be fun. Lit. <laughs> and I'm gonna ask if I can do the ad libs because I'm getting really good at them, guys. Snitches, stitches, motherfucker. Boop, boop, boop. You are getting better. I will. I will concede that. Uh, talk about sour grapes," said Angelina. We couldn't fit in useless loser either. For his father, you know. Um, Fred and George had realized what Malfoy was talking about it. Halfway through shaking Harry's hand, they stiffened, looking around at Malfoy. Leave it to Angelina at once, taking, Fred's by, taking Fred by the arm. Leave it, Fred. Let him yell. He's, he's just sore he's lost. The jumped up little, but you, like spe- mm, but you like the Weasleys, don't you, Potter? Spend the holidays there and everything, don't you? Can't see how you could stand the stink. But I suppose you've been dragged up by muggles. Even the Weasley's hovel smells okay. And Harry Why grabs a hold of George. Walk mean- away. Let him do his thing because and walk away. It's true. And I think that's one of the things, right? Boy, is that like, this all they know that Malfoy is just saying the shit because he's mad. You literally gotta be like, all right, fam, goodbye. That's why you lost. Right. How about you go get some Quidditch skills and leave? How about your dad stops being a Death Eater? Right. And just turn around and just... Don't even let him like, get the momentum going to say the thing. Don't give him the space to say the thing that's going to get you set off. You know he's pushing, exactly. he's pushing all the buttons trying to get the combination in when you could just be like, hey, guess mm-hmm. what? Store is closed. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Leave him out there looking like an idiot. But no, they got to stand their ground and jeer because toxic masculine. Yep, basically. So now Harry's holding George... Um, and it's taking the combined efforts of Angelina, Alicia, and Katie to stop Fred leaping on Malfoy, who was laughing openly, which is like, you know, I just feel like he should have a better, like, fight or flight just as well. Like, but also at this point, like, what knew, are you- I, th- I feel like he knows he's like, I'm gonna take this punt, but it'll be worth it. But also, where is Matt Apopry? She's but see, still yelling I don't crap think because like, you need to come down here. Like, I feel like this is taking a long time. Yeah, it it's just a uh, Yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't have any words. <laughs> so Harry looks around for Madame Hooch, which is smart, right? right? He's like, all right, somebody got to go come get this dude because this isn't about to go the way. He's it's not about to go. It's not about to happen go in well. a good way. It's not going well. It's not going to go well. Or perhaps, said Malfoy, leering as he backed away, because this motherfucker just wants to say words. Like, he just wants to, like, push, like he you said, push all these buttons and laugh. Like, he's not about to get smacked in the face. Like, he's not, like, he really thinks that he's not going to get got. And I think it's a, like, it's a little bit amusing. Like, while I agree that, like, Fred and George and Harry need to chill and just, like, walk away, it's also amusing that, like, Fred really does not think, I mean, sorry, that Malfoy really does not think that something's about to happen to him. Like, he just is like, I'm going to just say this and I'm going to be cool. His dad is, his dad's going to save him. Right? From wherever the fuck he is, kill his father. Will it just how, you would you would never hit a Malfoy, but if the Malfoy. Meanwhile, didn't he get smacked in the face by Hermione right. like two years ago? I feel like you should remember that. He don't learn lessons though. Like he's just not learning lessons. No, he needs. You know, isn't that what school's all about? Right, and I was about to say like this think, is another like, reason why we can say that Dumbledore probably has failed because. He should have known these lessons. This should not be. But also, like, this is one of those things that you should have been taught before you were 11. So, like, yeah, I just. Don't start no stuff. He also, right, like, I think that, like. That is like a. Yeah. That's like a commandment. It's like the second one or the third one. 
thou shalt One not start stuff, therefore thou, thou shalt be no stuff forthwith. Henceforth. Henceforth. In perpetuity. Amen. Post haste. Um, we're going to hell. Or perhaps, said Malfoy, you can remember what your mother's house stank like, Potter, and the Weasley's pigsty reminds you of it. Harry was not aware of releasing George. All he knew was that a second later, both of them were sprinting at Malfoy. He had completely forgotten the fact that all the teachers were watching. All he wanted to do was cause Malfoy as much pain as possible. With no time to draw his wand, he really drew back the fist. Literally all of and them. And they all wait, let wait. that ish All these are watching and they're just, lading, they're just letting him talk shit. They're just letting him say shit. About their Clearly, parents. like, and the other thing is, is like, clearly some shit's going down, right? Like, clearly. very clearly, you got people holding the twins back. Like, Malfoy's just sitting there saying, like, talking shit. You just heard all that Weasley's are king bullshit and you're just like, watching. Just watching. Waiting for what to happen. You think Harry is gonna be the bigger person? Harry Potter. Have you met him? Have y'all met Harry? Like, I just... Like, he don't want the glory. He don't really want the fame. But he definitely in it for a fight. The homeboy who took it upon himself pride? to, like, stop Voldemort when he was 11? Come on, fam. Ain't gonna let nobody talk I just, about his I'm mama. Not, I feel like... That's not a thing. Come on, man. His mama? His dead mama? Also, y'all just gonna let the boy like, talk about his dead mama like that? We are not raising good citizens at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. We're, no, we're not, indeed. Um, with no time to draw his wand, he merely drew back his fists, clutching the snitch, and sank it as hard as he could into Malfoy's stomach. Harry! Harry! George! No! He could hear girls' voices screaming. Malfoy was yelling, which is like, again, what the fuck did he think was gonna happen? Um, George is swearing and a whistle's blowing um, and the bellowing oh, of the crowd around him but he did not care blow. not until someone in the vicinity right Sorry. not until someone in the vicinity yelled impedimenta and only then and only when he was knocked over backward by the force of the spell did he abandon the attempt to punch every inch of mouth where he could reach what do you think you're doing screamed Madame Hooch she was holding her whistle and a wand um, her broom lay abandoned several feet away Malfoy was curled up on the ground, whimpering and moaning his nose bloody, which is what the fuck he gets. He needs to, you know what I'm saying? Like, popping off at the mouth. Fred was still being forcibly restrained by the three chasers, and Crab was cackling in the background. I've never seen behavior like this. Back up to the castle, both of you, and straight to your head of house's office. Go. Now. Um, So Harry and George go to McGonagall's office, and she um, appears. In, she said furiously, Well... I've never seen such a disgraceful exhibition. Two on one. Explain yourselves. Malfoy provoked us, said Harry. Provoked you? He just lost, hadn't he? Of course he wanted to provoke you. But what on earth um, he can't have, but what on earth he can have said that justified what you two, he insulted my parents, snarled George, and Harry's mother. But instead of leaving it to Madame Pooch to sort out, you two decided to give an exhibition of muggle dueling, did you? Have you had any idea what you've... <clears throat> I just, McGonagall tries so hard to keep these people out of trouble. So hard. So hard. But also, like, why was McGonagall not, or maybe she left after Harry caught the snitch. She had, like, gone about her business until she wasn't there. 
But also, like, you know, they're all up in the stands. That's true, too. Like, they're in the stands. They can't apparate down there. Something gotta give. McGonagall don't have a broom. She's not as young as she used to be. If that girl, she don't... You know, she does have an injury, too. she don't transform into a cat and and hop down, that's (laughs) always... Leap off the dam. That's always (laughs) land. Land on their feet. Oh, man, that's actually kind of funny to um, imagine. So, guess what? Guess who's here? This is great. This, this one. So, Dolores Umbridge this appears thing. and says, may I help Professor McGonagall? No, no, you may not. In fact, got it. you can just go ahead, turn your green tweed ass back on, go up to your office, have some tea, relax. Let McGonagall handle the situation with her students think that's probably better help um mcgonagall repeated in a constricted voice what do you mean help why i thought you might be grateful for a little extra authority you thought wrong she said and turned her back on umbridge now you two had better listen closely i do not care what provocation malfoy offered you i do not care if he insulted every family member you possess your behavior was disgusting, and I'm giving each of you a week's ooh, excuse me, a week's worth of attention. Do not look at me like that, Potter. You deserve it. And if either of you ever... I will say a week's worth of detention with McGonagall is way... It's like a vacation compared to a week's detention with Umbridge. So they'll probably, like, do some cleaning. True story. Maybe head over to the Forbidden Forest for a little bit, you know? True little light story. unicorn hunting. So Umbridge clears her throat again. Professor McGonagall closed her eyes as though praying for patience. She basically said, if "If this bitch right here don't get, I wish she would. She said, Lord. Lord. (laughs) Oh, she said, Lord, Lord. please give me the strength. Lord. Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. Please, please give me the strength. I call upon your everlasting love and patience, Lord. Almighty. Please mm-hmm. bless my soul, cleanse my heart, clear my head. And strike Umbridge down. Because if <laughs> this bitch don't get out of my office, Lord. You're going to have a problem. Problem. I can't promise you that I'm going up, like, to uphold. Am I just asking for forgiveness now, Lord? Because she's not or leaving. Later. Should I just ask for it now? Her her pops was a was a reverend too. She's definitely doing that right now. She is. I call upon ye. Get thee, Satan. Remove thee. <laughs> Out of my office. Out of my office. McGonagall <laughs> 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 um, is. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's trying so hard. So hard. I think they rather deserve more than detentions. Uh, McGonagall's eyes flew open. But unfortunately, it is what I think that counts as they're in my house, Dolores. Well, actually, Minerva, I think you'll find that what I think does count. Now, where is it? Cornelius just sent it. I mean, <laughs> the minister just sent it. Ah, uh, so uh, yes. <clears throat> Educational decree number 25. Not another one, exclaimed McGonagall violently. Well, yes. As a matter of fact, Minerva, it was you who made me see that we needed a further amendment. You remember how you overrode me when I was unwilling to allow the Gryffindor Quidditch team to reform? 
How you took the case to Dumbledore, who insisted that the team be allowed to play? Well, I couldn't have that. I contacted the minister at once, and he quite agreed with me that the High Inquisitor has to have the power to strip pupils of privileges, or she, that is to say I, would have less authority than common teachers. And you see now, don't you, Minerva, how right I was in attempting to stop the Gryffindor team from reforming? Dreadful tempers. Anyway, I was reading out our amendment. The High Inquisitor will henceforth have supreme authority over all punishments, sanctions, and removal of privileges pertaining to the students of Hogwarts, and the power to alter such punishments, sanctions, and removals of privileges as may, ha- as may have been ordered by other staff members, signed Cornelius Fudge, Minister of Magic, Order of Merlin First Class, etc., etc. I just... So, it's some bullshit, right? And I think, again, but also, all of like, these are, like, very specifically against... So petty. Like... Actually, yeah. it was you who made me see we needed another amendment. Remember how you overrode me? Mm-hmm. Like, also, this is some, like, abusive, like, you made me do it. <laughs> like, what? Right. I didn't want to. But you you forced my hand. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, again, like, this is really about, it's about Dumbledore, right? It's about having more authority than Dumbledore and the people who support him. It's also about being punitive towards students, right? Like, none of these, um amendments so far have been like for the betterment of the students it's been like banning school clubs making it so that she can expect inspect i think the only one that seems reasonable is her inspecting the teachers if it wasn't her right like the teachers need some kind of inspection she shouldn't be doing it but like all the other ones so far have been her specifically trying to find more ways that she can punish the students specifically harry but but also, like, way to, like, get the students, like, even the ones that are not Harry, because she's got such a, like, she's such a control freak, you know? Like, you're not winning hearts and minds with this tactic of being, like, mm-hmm. extremely punitive. Because even if Harry wasn't on the Gryffindor team, like, or, I mean, even if Harry is on the Gryffindor team, like, by not allowing them to reform, every Gryffindor, like, even Seamus, who might have been on your side, you're turning against you. So, right. like we talked about with the DA earlier, it's like all of her fixes end up creating, like, a bigger problem than what she set out, what she's trying to correct or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also she sucks. Yeah. There's that. She's the worst. So, I really think I will have to ban these two from playing Quidditch ever again. Ban us? From playing ever again? Yes, Mr. Potter, I think a lifelong ban ought to do the trick. You, you and Mr. Weasley here. And I think to be safe. So she can ban you from playing professional Quidditch? A lifelong ban. You right, mean that's ban also you from the question. Quidditch in Hogwarts, right? So they get like two years, Fred gets a year? Right. So it's like two years. Not like a this is Fred and George's senior year. year. Right. It's literally they can't play two more games. Right. Um, two game suspension. So. Season long suspension. Okay ban you for life a lifelong ban like all right master of the school yeah it's just does not make sense you and mr weasley here and i think to be safe this young man's twin ought to be stopped too if his teammates had not restrained him i feel sure he would have attacked young mr malfoy as well i will want their broomsticks confiscated of course i shall keep them safely in my office to make sure there is no infringement of my ban but I am not unreasonable, Professor McGonagall. The rest of the team can continue playing. I saw no signs of violence from any of them. Well, good afternoon to you. 
And with a look of utmost satisfaction, Umbridge left the room, leaving a horrified silence in her wake. I will say that Umbridge, like, she could not have imagined a better Saturday. She really, this is literally all This is like, times, and it was fed to her too. Like, she didn't have to so do excited. anything. Like, literally, all she had to do was go to, she was like, oh, I'll just go check out Quidditch. It'll be, you know, whatever. It'll be fine. I hate the kids, but it can be exciting. And then she was like, oh, oh, I get a chance to ban Harry Potter? For and a Weasley? Life. And two Weasleys? Two Weasleys for life? It's, she's out here Birdman hand rubbing on her way to McGonagall's office. Like, she's that, so excited. This is the girl with the dramatic turn that's like, forever. <laughs> um, you mean Cardi B? Oh, is that who that is? Is that who that is? I don't know. I have to go check out the skiff now. But wait, I don't really know who Car- what Cardi B Band is. Band. Sit. Banned, said Angelina in a hollow voice. Banned. No seeker and no beaters. What on earth are we going to do? It did not feel as though they had won the match at all. Everywhere Harry looked, there were disconsolate and angry faces. The team themselves were slumped around the fire, all apart from Ron, who had not been seen since the end of the match. It's just so unfair, said Alicia. I mean, what about Crab and that bludger he hit at the, after the whistle had been blown? Has she banned him? No, said Jenny miserably. He's just got lines. I heard Montague laughing about it at dinner. Um, And banning Fred when he didn't even do anything, said Alicia. It wasn't my fault I didn't, said Fred. I would have pounded that little scumbag to a pulp if you three hadn't been holding me back. Um, I'm going to bed, said Angelina, getting slowly to her feet. Maybe this will all turn out to have been a bad dream. Maybe I'll wake up and find out we haven't played yet. Um, She was soon followed by Alicia and Katie. Fred and George sloped off to bed sometime later. Only Harry... And Hermione were left beside the fire. Have you seen Ron? Um, Harry shook his head. I think he's avoiding us. Where do you think he... But at that precise moment, Ron comes in. Where have you been? Said Hermione anxiously. Walking. He was still wearing his Quidditch things. You look frozen. Come sit down. I'm sorry, said Ron. What for? For thinking I can play Quidditch. I'm going to resign first thing tomorrow. If you resign, um, there will only be three players left on the team. I've been given the lifetime ban. So have Fred and George. Okay. Y'all, did you know the gif of the girl who turns around and says forever is Cardi B? Crazy. The more you know. I don't like you. I don't. I really don't. I really thought that was from like some sci-fi show. <laughs> if you resign, what? What? Because her hair. What? Her hair and the dramatic spin. And it forever, like I, it just didn't seem like it would be something from real life. Some, I, mm, like some mm. alien being like, "I have come to take over and reign forever." Lord, <laughs> please give me the strength. Cardi please. B, who knew? Oh my god! What a world! Oh my gosh! Oh. Are you? I just, I'm texting my mm, brother right now because mm. he just left and he's also really sad because he really wants to come in here and ruin the podcast like he always does with every from home. I am shocked. Shocked, I just, tell you. It, like my chest. I'm just. Mm, this is. Okay. I'm going to just try to. I'm going to move on. And for you guys that don't best. know, Cardi B was like on this other show before she had that song. No, uh-uh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't talk, no more, no more words. Nope, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, shut it down. Shut. Nope, shut it down. If you resign, there will only be three players. I've been given the lifetime ban, so Fred and George. 
what? Ron yelped. Um, Hermione told him the full story. Harry couldn't, be able to tell, couldn't bear to tell it again. When she finished, Ron looked more anguished than ever. This is all my fault. You didn't make me punch Malfoy, said Harry. If I wasn't so lousy at Quidditch, it's got nothing to do with that. It was that song that wound me up. It would have wound anyone up. Uh, Hermione got up and walked to the window, away from the argument. Look, drop it, will you? Harry burst out. It's bad enough without you blaming yourself for everything. Ron said nothing, but, stared, but sat gazing miserably at the damp hem of his robes. This is the worst I've ever felt in my life. Join the club, said Harry. Well, said Hermione, I can think of one thing that might cheer you both up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, said Hermione, turning away from the pitch black, pitch black snow-flecked window, a broad smile spreading across her face. Hagrid's back. Turn up. Hagrid's back. Hagrid's back. But she also Pop got those it. two big, thick braids. I just swore it was a sci-fi movie that I wanted to see. Brandon says... I don't want to talk to you about this anymore. Brandon says, of course. So I guess it was just me then. I bet you... It's literally only you. I bet you my mama doesn't know. Or my daddy. Your mom doesn't know who Cardi B is, period. So that doesn't... I mean, no, I only found out who Cardi B was, like, a year ago. And that took me a long time because Akira wouldn't tell me who she was. And then I had to go ask Brandon. And then he made me go ask Akira. And it was a whole thing. So, yeah, but you know what's free is Google. How would I even know to Google Cardi B? If you're asking who Cardi B is, hey, Google, who's Cardi B? Okay, whatever. Uh, mm, we're moving on. Also, the other dude. Who's your MVP? With the red sweater that does all who's, those things. Who's your yacht, MVP? Who is your MVP? I'm my MVP for finding stuff out on my own. Me. Okay, but who's your real MVP? Serious Black. No. Sorry, I'm videoing that. Who is your real MVP? You who's can't in the chapter? Me. No, he's not even mentioned, Robin. Who is your actual MVP? This is rude, but if I must, and it should be Serious Black, because you've not let me veto a lot of benches, I guess McGonagall is my MVP for just having the Lord walk with her and be her guide dealing with these dumb children and stupid other women teachers things but also serious black he's gotta win a book i made hermione my mvp for her ravenclawness um her protean charm and yeah mainly her protean charm she's lit um, Amani made Hermione MVP for being the brightest witch of her age and a real friend. Yeah, and then who did you bench? This one was really tough, because, you know, I feel like every time it should be so, like, black and white, Malfoy's like, hey guys, I'm here too. Um, and so, mm-hmm. I benched Malfoy, even though I should have benched Umbridge, just because, like, the depth of the trash that he went through was impressive. Like, to talk about people's mamas and daddies. Knowing his mom and daddy ain't shit. Like, it just was impressive. And he really, really, really wanted to bench. And so I thought, hey, I'll give it to him. Yeah. Same. I benched Draco, too. I wanted to bench Umbridge, but then I was like, Draco started all this. Like, he just... He needs he needs something. Something. That no one at Hogwarts can give him, apparently. The guidance counselor could if he would just go in there and find out what his pathology they existed. is. Amani benched Umbridge. Or... Says that it was going to be Umbridge, but Robin. Robin is benched forever. 
I think I concur. I think the, that should be vetoed. I'm not in the chapter. You're in the episode. I'm not in the chapter. I'm not actually adding you to the spreadsheet, but I still concur. Sirius is in the episode. If you were to check the document, then you wouldn't have to argue. Okay. Google, man. Google is an amazing thing. Ariana makes um, Hermione MVP for showing true intelligence and building on a concept, not just regurgitating the things that she has read. It's impressive. And, yeah. I also, like, how am I supposed to know? And benched is Malfoy. I ruined it. Say it again. Yeah, and then she benched Malfoy. And we're not bringing up this topic again. But, like... So thank you for listening. The beauty of black women nope. is that like, mm-hmm. our, name, our hair changes, our things change and everything. I don't even know if Cardi B is black. The beauty of people of color, women of color, is that we can change and sometimes we look different. I also think we should just be celebrating that I learned something new. This is a podcast where we celebrate knowledge. I feel bullied. Thank you for listening. Next week we will discuss chapter 20 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Hagrid's Tale. Make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation on Twitter, at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Um, check out our writing at BlackGirlsCreate.org, as well as our other um, content. We just dropped a new Tarbis episode last week as a surprise. So if you're into Doctor Who and you haven't done that yet, you know, watch, or, wow, listen to that. If you have not watched Doctor Who, watch Doctor Who first and then listen to it. Okay, guys, be kind to be kind to yourself and each other. Mostly Bye. be kind to each other. Bullying is real. Bye.